0: Repeat the talk with me, please. Say, face, face your, habits. your habits. This is a series where we're talking about how to cut a new path in your life. If you want to cut a new path in your life, you want your life to be different, you've got to build a better you. And one of the keys to building a better you is learning how to face your habits. This is volume two in our series on building a better you. And what I'm talking about today is designed to help you understand the importance of you making this decision that you need to face you, not your neighbor, not your cousin. Spend too much time. You know, I, I, I watch some of these TV shows. You spend all this time praying for your life to be good. Then you watch somebody else jacked up life and be messed up for an hour watching them. Talk about their bad habits. You need to get in the mirror and talk about yourself. You need to watch your own TV show. Your own movie. And see what you have going on. And fix that. And let me tell you how you fix it. If you start by facing your habits. What do I do all the time? What are my bad habits? And here's the big question for the day. How will your bad habits stop you from having a better life? Repeat that with me, please. Me say, how how will, my will my bad habits stop me, stop me, from, me having from having a better, life? a better life? Your habits are at the center of most of your issues. And if you continue to live this way, you will live with these results. Listen carefully until you die. There's nobody that's going to remove them because nobody has the power. God made sure that he gave you the power to run your life. So if you want to be mean all your life, you'll be mean until you die. You'll die being mean. Before you breathe your last breath, you say, I hate you. you (laughs) Die just like that. Frown on your face. Because you made that decision. If you nobody's gonna make you healthy, nobody's gonna make you healthy. Glory to God. Nobody's gonna make you healthy. You eat yourself into this place if you want to. Refuse to do anything, you will die with problems you don't have to have. You will have pain all the way to death. Somebody asked me one time, "Is it wrong to smoke?" I said, "No. You just might get to God earlier." to seem fast. Puff your way to glory gates. That's right. <laughs> there are things you can do. You can drink yourself into places. You don't have to, you don't have to live this way. This is, this is a habit you've developed. You'll cuss your way all the way out of here. Because <laughs> that's what you've chosen to do. Fight and cuss and you just, you, this is your life. And so you have to at some point face your habits. And those are just the big things I named. But yeah, are other things that no one knows about. Laziness, being late, wasting time, feeling guilty, being down on yourself, spending days mad with yourself. Guilt. You did it, say you're sorry, move on. You can't live in guilt all your life. Shame. You have a habit of downing how you look. Do you have another person to deal with? Is there another you? Let me help you. This is the only Ricky I got. I got to work on this Ricky. And if you don't like my lips, so what? What can I do about them? Cut them off and give me another pair? This is the only head I have. If you don't like the shape of it, too bad. There's nothing else I can do. I have to love myself. Can we get an amen to that? Come on, say amen, right? You got to love who you are. And you got to love yourself and mean it. You have some bad habits, and these habits are going to stop you from having a better life. And so for the next four weeks, I want to talk about habits. I want to talk about how those habits impact your life. I wrote this note that came to me kind of like in the nighttime before I read Galatians 5 to you. I want to read this to you. My habits are prophetic predictors of my future life outcomes. One more time. My habits are prophetic predictors of my future life outcomes. They are like the construction crews building roadways for my future. The name of these roads will describe my life choices, like everything hurts, highway, better me, parkway, divorced again, bypass, always will be broke lane, or unbelievable future roadway. If I keep up the same habits and lifestyle choices, these are the roads I will create and ride on for the rest of my life. The only way to change this is to change what? My habits. habits. While I still have time. Now listen to this next step. This is true. This is where I live. This is my daily experience. If I live long enough, I will see people I love run out of time because they refuse to change their habits. They will be tough to watch emotionally. The big question is, will I run out of time to change my habits and cut a new path and build a better life for myself? Will I run out of time Will I come to a place where there just is no more time? You are a certain age and you're in high school and they say you have to go to night school or some uh, place. Not night school. Now I think you have to get a GED. They just kind of come and say, okay, you're 22. (laughs) What age? I don't know what age. What age they stop you from coming? Is it 19? 20. 20 years old. They walk up to you. Okay. 12th grade, 20 years old. Time to go. Can't come back next year. Hey, you, you're 18. You have a chance right now to, re-change, to re to redo your life, and you, you have to make a decision. No, it's re-change. That's a bad word, but you get the point. You got to redo. <laughs> you redo your life here. Sounded good for a minute. How do you deal with your bad habits? Here you go. You ready? Galatians chapter 5. I'm going to give you a simple answer. You ready? How do you deal with your bad habits? Okay, all of us have them. All of us. All, I'm not trying to say I don't. I, 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 matter of fact, here's an exercise. I want you, I think I told you to do it. I think I said in the service. Write down a list of your bad habits and a list of your good habits and walk away from the list. Give yourself a couple of days. Come back and look at it again and see if you told the truth. <laughs> I did. It was fascinating. I had seven bad habits. I wrote down. And then I walked away and I came back and added three more. Sometimes you're not honest. What habits do you have that are not in your best interest? And then I wrote, okay, what am I going to do to address each of those habits? So here we go. And as a matter of fact, I told you, I gave you a list of some of my fears in a couple of sermons ago. Seven bad habits. But I didn't give you the other seven. I kept that to myself. (laughs) But here we go. How to deal with your bad habits. Number one, say develop a plan. Say it again. Come on, say develop, develop a, plan. a plan. You need a personal plan. Now, here's what the Bible says the plan should consist of. You ready? Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. Say, walk, walk in, the in the Spirit. That's the first thing. If you want to be a person who, who gets rid of his bad habits, you have to first, the Bible says, walk in the Spirit, which means to be a devoted follower. The word really means, and I gave you a Greek word there, it's perpeteo, um, which basically means... Uh, to be a devoted follower. When you walk in the Spirit, this means you faithfully follow the guidance and instruction of the Holy Spirit. Here's what the Bible says in Galatians 5.16. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Pause for a second. If you are not a church person, you don't know what I just said. Because if you're a church person, some of you get that all. You still get it wrong. Because you think walking in the Spirit is looking spiritual, which means what? You know, I mean, walking in the Spirit means... God speaks to me. I'll go around telling everybody the Lord said, the Lord said, the Lord said. I'm scared of those people personally. That's just me. Because I know God doesn't talk that much to people like that. The Bible says, you need to quote that, but going around talking about the Lord said, the Lord said, the Lord said all the time. There's something about this whole verse that gets lost. Basically what he's saying is you need to listen to the good advice that God has given you. And you need to walk in it. You need to be obedient to what you know. Now, that's the basic, bottom line, truth of that. If I want my habits to change, I have to decide I'm going to walk, follow, walk after that person. I'm following the Holy Spirit. I'm going to follow God's guidance in my life. Whatever advice that, that God has given to me that I know is good for me, I'm going to walk in it. Walk in the Spirit. And here's what he says. You will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Here's what he says. There's something called flesh. That's not skin. That's the natural you outside of God. You ready? I'll give you an example because you don't, I don't know if you're if you tracking with me. So I want to make sure you track tracking with me. Buckle your seatbelt. Everybody buckle. Everybody say click. There you go. Here we go. You will have sexual relationships with people you shouldn't if you don't walk in the spirit. See, are you with me now? You still ain't clear? You will go to the club and you will get high and drunk. If you don't follow the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will not lead you into that club to get high and drunk. Come on. See, walking in the spirit, you will beat them down. You will slap them upside their head when they make you mad. If you don't follow the Holy Spirit, it's the Holy Spirit saying, walk away. And it's the flesh saying, give them a right cross. Come on. Are you with me yet? And I mean, I want you to be clear. And then it gets really important. He says, for the lust of the flesh, for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to another. They, 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 they are, there's a resistance in you that you feel all the time. Don't do that, do this. That's the Holy Spirit saying, hey, that, you shouldn't do that. Don't say that. He says, if you really want to see your habits change, you have to decide I'm walking after this guy, not after that guy. I'm walking this way, not that way. I'm walking in the spirit, not in the flesh. Don't, that's not, that has nothing to do with some head in the cloud. It really, listen to me, it really doesn't have to do with You sitting around reading the Bible all day. It really doesn't have to do with you, okay, hold on, coming to church all the time. This does not mean you're walking in the Spirit. I believe that you can be led by the Spirit to come and led by the Spirit to pray. Those are good things. But walking in the Spirit is a day-to-day action. It's you following the guidance that's been given to you that you know is godly. That's what walking in the Spirit means. And if you ask yourself on a daily basis, who do I follow? The, the whims of my flesh or do I follow the Holy Spirit? And here's how you can test it. When you're mad, whose voice do you hear? When you're saying them big, bad cuss words and you let them have it left, right, and upside down and uh, spinning around, when you start doing all that, who's, who are you following right now? Here's what he says. If you don't change your habits and follow the Holy Spirit, you will do what the flesh says. And here's the result. He said, verse 17, for the flesh lusts, he said, for the flesh lusts against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh, and he's a contrary one to another, so that you would you do not do the things that you wish. But if you're led by the spirit, you're not under the law. This is not a law. This is you saying I want to follow God. So you have to first, though, identify those bad habits. You have to admit, And understand that if I follow the flesh, the habits just get worse. Look what he says will happen in verse 19. Now, this is important. Repeat this with me, please. Say, now the works of the flesh flesh are evident, evident, which are. are, Now, Paul's right there. Look at the preacher. Here's what he's saying. If you want a closer look at what your flesh will do, he's writing to Christians, the church of Galatia. He's writing the Bible, toting, well, they didn't have Bibles back then, but he's writing to people who are committed to Christ. And here's what he says. Here's what you will do. Adultery, top of the list. Fornication, top of the list. How did those things get at the top of the list? Why would you have to write that to God-fearing people? I have been in the church a long, 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 long time. And I used to have the sin cop thing on me. I used to walk around trying to find the sin. Now I don't have to look. It's everywhere. Just go like that. It's everywhere. And at the top of the list, he says, you can tell when you're following the flesh, it will show up in your sexual behavior. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, it kind of migrates. Then it moves to idolatry. Idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness. There you go. revelries, party, and the like of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past. But those who practice such things will not do what? Inherit, Inherit the kingdom of God. Now, that doesn't mean that you got to understand. Are you saying if, if I did anything on this list, I'm going to hell? That's not what that's saying. He's saying more than that. He's saying something more dangerous than that. He's saying you never get God's best in your life. God's rulership never really happens in your life. You can go to church all of your life. You can be here and love gospel music. You can sing great songs. But you never really get God's best. And that's the question. Do you want it? If you want it, you have to face the truth and say, I follow this list. This is me most of the time. This is what I do. This is how I act. This is my life. And if you get a church full of people like that, no wonder God can't bless them. You get a family full of people like this, no wonder. No wonder. Are you surprised at your results? If you these are the works of the flesh. Walk in the spirit. Don't follow the flesh. He makes it plain. You've got to make a decision, and I can't make it for you. Number two, the results of maintaining good habits. Now, if you change, open your heart, you'll have better results. Here's what verse twenty-two says of Galatians chapter five. But the fruit of the spirit. Come on, say the fruit of the, fruit of the, spirit. Of the, spirit. the spirit. A little bit of Greek lesson. you read a little Greek, right? Greek in Greek. They have what they call a genitive case. They have what's called a case that shows possession. We call it apostrophe S, right? It's Ricky's apostrophe house, right? So you put apostrophe S because it's my house, it belongs to me. Same thing in the Greek. In the Greek, the idea is that you show the genitive case. You show that this belongs to somebody. So the fruit of the who? Spirit is what? Love and so on. So this is a result of the spirit working in your life. This is a result of you following him. These are the things that will show up. Things you can't produce on your own. You can try, but you can't. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering. You're tough, can handle stuff, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. That, that, my friend, is how it works. The, verse 24 those who are crucif- have, have Christ have crucified the flesh. They've come to a point in their life where they say, I don't want to follow the flesh. I've crucified it. It's like Jesus died on the cross. I've said, and it hurts. It's not painless, but I've crucified his passions and desires. It's the real desire. Now, nobody says you don't love that. You love it, but it's bad for you. Nobody says you, sugar's great. It's wonderful. But, you know, a little diabetes, a couple of needles, You know, you'll, you'll find that's not good for you. There's a lot of things you can love, sleep. But if you sleep too long, you lose your job. Don't go to work. You understand what I'm saying? You can have a passion to get people straight, set them straight, but that hurts you long term. How many relationships will you burn and lose? There's a way you there's a way you live your life, and if you're not careful, it, it it's a habit. And you've got to understand these results you don't want. People tell me sometimes they say, "Ricky Temple, you're so disciplined." I say, "I am not disciplined." And like, what do you mean? I say, "I don't even use the word hardly ever." I'm desperate. I don't want those results. I don't want to have to say I'm sorry to you, get up here and apologize to you. I looked at somebody I met on a plane. Ah yuck! Why do I want to do that? Work so hard and then have to. I don't want to do that. I don't like those results. Listen to me. I hate being broke. Is that clear? Did I make that clear? Let me say it again. I, Ricky Ricardo Temple, hate being financially broke. I hate, listen to me, listen to me. I say this with love. I hate, I loathe. Am I clear? Am I, everybody clear with me? I'm clear. Am I stay, saying this in language everybody gets? I loathe pastoring a church that's struggling. Thank God y'all, y'all bills are paid needs the man. Come on, say amen. amen. Can't stand it. I don't can't stand it. Preaching ain't going to have to worry about the money and hope we can pay the light bill. The devil is alive. Does everybody bring a candle? I'm tired of this. You know what I'm saying? I just, I just don't want that. I don't want to listen. I don't want to do the bank dance. You know what the bank dance is? Have I not told you what the bank dance is? This is the bank dance. You ready? Okay. This is the bank dance. Okay. Do me a favor. You look like a banker. Here, stand up here. Come up here. You look like a banker. Stand right here. You're not a banker. I know you're not. Stand up here. But you can just ask me a couple of questions. Ask me how was the finances doing. How finances Well, I think we're coming along. We're doing <laughs> doing pretty really good. I think we well, keep asking another question about the money. So you think that you'll be able to well, we're working on that right now. We got—we believe that God's going to give us a way. How about increase? Oh, it's coming. Sit down. You like? Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. He doesn't got into this too much. What's with him? You got me dancing up here. I'm sick of that dance. And then they're nice to me. They're nice to us. But you know who they want to talk to? Ricky temple. They not want to talk to me. You know, <laughs> the CEO, that's what I want to meet with. I can't listen. That's it. That's it right here. Bam. 10% of our income goes to debt. That's it. Everybody say in Jesus' name. In Jesus name. So I'm telling you now. Every now and then in your life, you got to say, I'm tired of those results. I don't want that back in my life. I don't want to own the 30, 40% of my money tied up like that. I don't want that. I want to be free. I want to be free. Come on, I want some cash in my life. Come on, say Amen. I want. Come on, Amen. Are you hearing me? I want. That's right. And here's something else. Here's something else. I promise you, I'm not going to do. I'm not coming to pit begging and pleading. I'm going to teach you on tithes and offering. Pr- believe you trust the word of God. Walk in the Spirit. Honor God with your giving. Because I, I ain't got. The, I don't have the energy. And, and I'm not doing it now because I'm not saying it's not a problem today. I'm just, I'm just saying I want to tell you the truth. People say you discipline. No, I'm just. I don't want those results. I don't want those results. I don't. I don't think it's God's will for me to live like I want a better life. Amen. And you have to decide what you want and don't want. And if you you tired of being the boss, looking we'll at you late, go to bed. Cut the TV off. Go to bed. Get up at a decent time and go to work on time. Be the one on, Don't be the Holy Ghost always running in the door at two minutes before the clock. And then and they say, in the name of Jesus, I made it. The devil is. <laughs> stop all that. <laughs> you say, here come the Holy Ghost again with the big Bible. Every now and then you have to decide, I don't want that. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. I'm going to get you out of here. I don't want to go long either because I don't want people talking about me. What time is it? Jesus' name. Oh, yeah, you got plenty of time. I got another hour. All right, go ahead. (laughs) All the business said, what are you saying? (laughs) No, I don't. No, I don't. There's a few more minutes. How do you deal with the bad habits of others? Now, we talk about your bad habits, but then what you run into is it's not always your bad habits that you're dealing with. You have to deal with yourself, but then sometimes you have to deal with other people. You got good habits, but your children don't. You save your money, but they come and get it. <laughs> Are you with me? You know, you, 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 you have good friends who just call you every the 15th and the 30th. They always call you, because then that's when you get paid. How do you deal with the bad habits of others? Now, here's what I've learned. First of all, and you—you compassion in this, okay. First of all, brethren, if a man is overtaken in a trespass, in a bad habit, in a sin, whatever it is, you who are spiritual, listen to this now. You have a responsibility to restore such a one, and you do it in a spirit of gentleness. You don't, you don't, you don't rake people over because they're struggling. You don't act like you never struggle. That's why some of your parents, you just, what, why, why are you talking to your kids like that? You act like you never did anything. You got stuff you still ain't told your mama you did. <laughs> How you coming here late? What time did you come in? I was scared they beat me. Okay, but you got stuff you did anyway. I'm not saying they should be, you know, not dealt with or spoken to, but consider yourself, at least you also be tempted. Verse 2, bear one another's burdens. There's a responsibility For me to bear the burdens of people in my life. And so fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks himself to be something, when he's nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one do what? Examine his own works. Galatians chapter 6 verse 4. Let him examine his own work and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone. God wants you to have some things you're happy about alone. Just me. Ricky Temple, I did this. In myself alone. And not in another for each one shall bear his own burden. I love the own load. The, the, the verse says two things. I'm going to get to the notes here in a minute. But there's two things he says that are important. One is there's a burden I help you carry, and there's a burden you carry alone. There is a season when someone has a bad habit, you help them carry it. There's a load they have to carry. that they for whatever, And it may not be because of a bad habit, maybe whatever reason. But there's a load I help you carry. But then there's a load that you carry alone. Let every man bear his own burden, he says. So there are three things I want you to notice from this. Number one, see them as, when you look at a person who has a bad habit, see them as overtaken. Look at the person as a victim. When you look at your life and it's all out of, it, all out of whack like this, this is a weakness. You've been overrun. Secondly, see yourself as a restorer. My first job is to try to help you. That's, why, that's what's got me inspired because... I realize as a church, we can look at the world around us and talk about crime and talk about youth and talk about problems. But do we see ourselves responsible to fix it? To restore this city. To restore. Have we given up on the school system? Have we given up on these kids? Have we given up? Teachers are quitting like crazy. Police officers are quitting. They're having a hard time retaining officers. They're having a hard time retaining men in jail. It's almost like the overtaken people we've given up on. You gave up on your kids, why? I told him, so. I'm not saying you tolerate things and just let things go. I'm simply saying you can't get out of the fight. I can't get out of the fight. I have to fight with them. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will Because thou art with me. Yea, though I walk through the drugs and the addictions and the bondages, I will fear no evil because thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Come on, say amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? We are giving up on our children. We're giving up on our kids. We're giving up on our community. The political environment is making you tired of everything. You can't give up. That's what stirred me the other week. Could God tell me to do what Martin Luther King did? Could God tell me, or would I be too tired living in my own little life, my own little house, and my fancy car, and my clothes, and, and I'm blessed? Who cares? you are blessed. Nobody cares if you are blessed. Nobody cares if you have anything. Do you understand that? I asked somebody the other day. I looked at them and I said, the people that go to your school, the people that work in your school, most of those kids, do they care about us? Do they care about what's going on here today? Let me tell you, no! All dressed up and looking good and sitting up in church, they don't care about you. When I was you listen to me, this is true. When I was unchurch." Every Sunday I played basketball. I didn't care about any church. I walked past a bunch of churches and I dribbled my ball with my loud music right past them. I didn't think about what they were doing. I didn't care. And I did not want to go in there. Why? Because they stay too long. And they say big words I don't understand. They talk about the flesh and the spirit. I don't know what they're talking about. Sound like Casper the Ghost to me. I don't know what they're talking about. I was unchurched. I didn't speak their language and then you come on the job oh thank you Jesus oh glory to God they say oh he got some disease what's wrong with him <laughs> crazy come in jerking and quicking all the time can't even talk to him but I'm going oh that's the spirit no that's the <laughs> devil there's something wrong with you stop doing that at work <laughs> talking to people all the time preaching all the time don't and owe them money and you need to pay, pay the debt they don't want to hear about Jesus you owe them $50 pay back the money hallelujah amen. come on amen Are you hear what I'm saying to you they don't care about all that She almost said something I didn't say. <laughs> Shoot. I got to finish this. What was that? Come on. Repeat with me, please. Say, See them as overtaken. See, them as overtaken. see, yourself, as see yourself as a restorer. This is not a, not, a not a critic. Not a critic. Thirdly, see the importance of examining yourself. Say that with me, please. Come on. See the importance of examining yourself. While you look at other people, ask yourself a question. What are some habits that you need to change? In conclusion, three great habits that can change your life. You ready? I'll leave you with these. Three great habits. And this will lead us to our next three sermons. You ready? Galatians chapter 6, verse 6 through 10. Let him who is taught in the word share in all good things. That's a good statement. I'll talk about that in a minute. With him who teaches. Don't just be a freeloader. Share. Don't just come and get stuff. Give. Give. Verse 7, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever, read this with me, please come on. Whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. It's what you sow. That's the deal. What you sow. Number 3, keep reading. Verse 8, for he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap what? Corruption. Follow the flesh. We talked about that. You reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit, who follows the spirit, will reap everlasting life. And that's more than just heaven. That's the quality of life until you die. That's the, it, the quality of life starts when you follow the spirit. Follow good advice. Let us not do what? Grow weary while doing good. For in due season if we, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. That's the problem. You can't lose heart. You gotta hang in there. Verse 10. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are aware of the household of faith. There are three things that will launch us into three sermons. You ready? Number one. Develop the habit of sharing. Not just receive. Look at the preacher for a second. You got to be careful that you're not just a receiver. You're looking for some sweepstakes. The whole sweepstakes lottery culture has taught us we want something for nothing. Amen. We, we want it. We want to strike gold. We want to get something. We, want to, we, we got a gold rush mentality. Uh, you know, bless those who won those things. That's fine. But that's not the majority of us. There has to come a moment in your life where you understand the power of sharing. In this context, he's talking about supporting people who teach. Now, here's what Paul was saying. This is not my sermon today, but this is what Paul was saying. Paul, They had a bad habit of getting Paul to work hard, slave hard, and they wouldn't support him. He said, you're, you're takers. You're takers. You don't give. I just have this, in, in my mind, this is how I think. If a person serves me, even at a table, I tip well. I always say thank you. I say thank you to you as a church for being so kind to me. I think there's something about not being a one-way person. You're looking for a man to take care of you. Really? Look in the one-ass and see a woman looking for a man, man looking for a woman who wants. Just look for that. In the one-ass, nobody didn't say that. You want a woman to take care of you? I'm not saying, look, if somebody's, He's cracking up. He's cracking up. There you go. He slipping. No, so you're ready to do it with me, aren't you? Ready? <laughs> I make more money than Diane. I have a greater financial capacity than Diane. Many times over. I don't say that brag is the truth. She'll tell you that. But our giving is equal. Because what she gives me is more than money. Are you with me? You don't have to be the biggest earner in the house, but you should always be the biggest giver. Kindness, meekness, temperance. There's something about giving of your heart and your life and your patience and your attitude that reshapes everything. That's a whole sermon. We'll deal with that on next week. Number two. You ready? <laughs> Develop the, the habit of investing in what you want to happen in your life. Sow something. Here's the deal. What you have now is what you sowed. Look in your bank account. Look in your life. Look at your friendships. Look at your life. You have to decide. I am sowing now what I want to have. I'm sowing. This teaching, the work. Oh, this is hard work. This was done for you. I sow this so that when you come here, you can feel this way. I want you to learn something. I want you to say, that was good. That helped me. But that's sown not free. The notes aren't free. It's effort. Planning. Pre-planning. What are you sowing? Face the habit that you don't have a good habit. You don't have have the habit of sowing what you want. Thirdly, I'm done. That's another sermon we'll talk about. Develop the habit of doing what? Refusing to be weary while doing good. Verse 9, let us not grow weary. You have a bad habit, you have a bad habit, a very bad habit, if you're not careful, of exhausting yourself, wearing yourself out. Next time I'm, I'm going to talk to you about lying, trying, and completing. Say that with me please, come on. Lying, lying trying, and, and those are three sermons. I gave you the hints. You can see where I'm going. You can go ahead of me and read ahead. We we'll talk about the habit of lying. Come on, say the habit of lying, the habit of, the habit of, trying, the habit of trying, and the habit of, the habit of completing. I gave you the people; they're all in your notes. You can look it up and read it on your own. Next week, I'm going to talk about two people who had a habit of lying: Ananias and Sapphira, Acts chapter five. They had a habit as a family of lying to themselves. Are you lying to yourself? Our church has to ask itself a question. Are we finished? Are we done? We're not going to change any habits. We're going to keep doing what we're doing. We're not willing to adjust and grow. Are we finished? It's easy to happen. And then, personally, are you finished? You finished growing? finish expanding your life? Or you want to build a better you? What do you want? I'm not finished. This church is not finished. We're going to do something that's amazing. We're already in the middle of the fight, but we're going to raise the, to raise the bar. If you're with me, say amen. amen. Come on, if you're with me, someone say amen. amen. If you really mean it, give God a big hand clap and a big praise. Come on, if you really mean it. Let me hear you shout if you really mean it. You really mean it? Come on, give God a big hallelujah and a big shout. Lord, we thank you today. Come on, give God some praise. Come on, we're going to take charge. We're going to do it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, give God some praise. Come on, give God some praise. Come on, everybody, for a moment. Come on, give God some praise. Come on, in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you. We're not going to settle where we are. We're not going to accept what we have. We're going to fight to touch more people, touch more lives. Everybody stand, please. Everybody stand. Father, today, we face our habits. Not our neighbors, not husbands, our wives, not our jobs, our employees, not the politicians. We're going to look in the mirror and see ourselves. James talked about looking in the perfect law of liberty, looking in the mirror and seeing ourselves. Looking at you. saying these are my habits. I'm going to write them down this week. These are the things that I need to address. Don't have to share it with anybody, just with me. And One by one, I'm going to slowly start moving to change my life habits. The way I engage people. The way I respond to anger. By following the spirit or the flesh. Today I decide. Follow the Holy Spirit. I decide to cut the TV off. Can I tell you something? Look at me. I I, I read a lot, right? And when you buy a book. Especially if you buy. It'll tell you in Kindle in particular. They'll say. How long. it. If you look under about. Under the book. It says how long it will take you to read this book. The average one's about four hours. Every day you watch more than four hours of TV. That's a bad habit. You will never make the money you want to make watching that much TV. Watching all these millionaires run around on screen and you broke. Asking God for a miracle. If he could, he'd take your TV from you. (laughs) Cut off your cable. Sometimes that's a blessing. Cut off your cable. Now you get it on Wi-Fi. You just, it's just everywhere. You watch too much TV to be blessed. Watching, and you, you I, I, and this is my thought. I prayed to be a faithful man to my wife. Why am I watching all these people commit adultery and stuff? On why am I? In, I watch. Let me see if he's gonna do it. Uh huh. He did. Look at that. Why am I watching you do what I don't want to do in my life? Four hours, I can read one book. Tell me, you can't read a book a year? But you watch every sport, you watch football, whole game, two hours. How long a football game? Three and a half hours. That's almost a book. And everybody on there got more money than you. I'm not against football. But I'm not going to sit there and watch more than I invest in myself. That's a bad habit. So, Lord, help us today. I'm not against TV. I'm not against entertainment. I'm just, I'm, I'm just for balance. I should at least once a week set aside an hour to improve my thinking, spend more time in prayer. Father, I lift up before you, everybody in this room, and I declare in Jesus' name your blessing upon them. I pray they build a better them. They would think about themselves. just a moment, just this month, let me build a better me. That they would say, this has got to be changed right now. And so I thank you for this opportunity. I pray for those at home who are watching, those who are watching on demand. Touch them now. Let them feel like they're right here in this moment with us. And may they know that God put this in front of them for a reason, for their lives to be changed. They'll never be the same now Lord as we close this out I pray for this, this the, those in this room who don't know you as Savior some have never given their lives to Jesus they've never made a commitment to Christ let this be the moment that they say Jesus be the Lord of my life with every hand down every head down bowed for a moment if you're here today and you say Pastor Rick you're right I have not been following the Holy Spirit I do need to make a change in my life you may be a good person but you, you have a habit of not really giving God your entire life I want to pray for you. If you're here today and you're saying, Pastor Rick, I want you to pray for him. I'm not just going to pray for you right in your seat, right where you are. Just raise your hand and say, pray for me, Pastor. I need to make a commitment to God. I see you. Anybody else? I see two. I see three. Where I see you, four. I see five. Do I see six, seven? Where I see more. I see more hands. God bless you. And I see more hearts lifted. Father, I pray for those whose hands are lifted and those whose hearts are lifted. I pray, God, that this would be the transforming moment that they would say, when I pray this prayer, I changed my life. It takes 21 days to change the habit, they say. And so, God, let this be the beginning of that journey. That they would say, I need, and I get it, I need a change in my life, and I trust you with my life. And I thank you for Jesus who died to free me from a bad habit and from a bad life direction in Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. amen. Are you glad you came today? Amen. I hope you are. God bless you.